Good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm not Jerry. I'm Connor. I'm filling in for Jerry. I thought I should probably start off by saying that this morning. Um, so uh, without further ado, I'm going to pray us in and then let Dakota do his thing. So Jesus, good morning. Thank you for uh, another Friday, uh, beautiful Friday. And um, we just ask for the strength, uh, the courage, um, and uh, your compassion as we uh, move into the weekend. And uh, we ask you uh, to let Dakota uh, deliver a, uh, a good message, a strong message for us as we, uh, as we go into this weekend. So um, without further ado, Dakota. Hello, guys. Good morning, guys, gals, whoever may be listening now or later. Um, good to be with you guys this Friday morning. Um, yeah, I'm going to also pray and ask for help and that the spirit would move and speak to each of you who would listen to this now or later. So Father, I thank you for um, the rest that you've given to each of us last night. And thank you for this, this morning, this foggy Friday morning. Father, please speak to each of us this morning in a way that we need to hear from you. Father, I ask that by your spirit, you would guide my words directly, uniquely for each person who would listen to this um, so that they could receive from you, Father, what, what, um, what they need today. Amen. Cool. So uh, this morning, I'm going to be talking about Genesis chapter 2. So kind of following from last week, just sort of working my way through some of the scriptures, um, I wanted to hit on Genesis chapter two and try and focus in on a few ideas from this chapter. So I'm not going to read the whole thing. Please read it yourself. Uh, the word of God is much better than the word of Dakota. So, um, so go read his word and let him speak uh, di directly to you. But I'm going to give us a few ideas to think about some different things from the chapter that I think are really neat to understand. So again, Genesis 2, not going to read the whole thing, but here's kind of the idea. God is creating this world that we live in, right? And he completes his work in chapter 2, and then he rests. He rests. And then it goes into focus in on man, mankind, you, me. Well, maybe not you, me yet, but the creation of human beings, Adam and Eve are formed, and life is breathed into them, a really cool moment um, worth reading and reflecting and meditating on this idea that God breathed life into man. And then he creates these two trees, the tree of life, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and many other um, wonderful trees and, and, and plants begin to spring up, and God gives one command, one rule. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. All these other trees, all these other fruits, you're free to eat from, but do not eat from the one. And then he goes on to create Eve. He says it's not good for man to be alone. He creates all these animals, yet he says it's not enough. There needs to be somebody like Adam, yet different. And, he, and it's a helper, it's Eve, and there's a lot 
there that I want to talk about. And lastly, it finishes, this chapter finishes with this description that Adam and Eve, they were naked and felt no shame. They were naked and unashamed, which is going to be really cool. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. So that's kind of the synopsis, right, of, of Genesis chapter two. And uh, one thing that I listened to or watched is this video that I think explains my idea really well. And the video basically is about life between the trees. Life between the trees. It's one of those NUMA videos, Rob Bell, um, before his theology got all crazy. Um, he had these really sweet videos that you can check out, NUMA. Anyway, one of them is about... Uh, life between the trees, life between the trees. And now what you're probably thinking is life between the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life, which would make sense based on this chapter. But what he referred to and what I want to really focus in on is it's actually life between these two trees of life. Here's what I mean. The tree of life in the Garden of Eden, the tree of life in the Garden of Eden um, was, uh, was described right in Genesis chapter two. And then we have the tree of life found in Revelation. And there are two different trees, and I'll explain a big difference um, as I work through this. And I see Justin Wolfenberg uh, pop up on here. We went through a midrash where this big idea really stood out, and that's where some of this is coming from, just so when he hears this, he knows I'm stealing some of the conversation that we had. <laughs> anyway, before we get to that, the point being is like we aren't in the Garden of Eden, right? The fall happened, and we aren't in Revelation, this eternal um, new heaven we're kind of, we're in between these two points of life, these two bookends. We know that after this, this Garden of Eden, the fall happens, and there's a bunch of sin that enters the world. That's what we live in now. But we also know, because of Revelation, that there's a new, a new heaven, right, being created in this new tree of life um, that we'll get to experience one day. So we're kind of in this life between the trees, and that's kind of the theme for this morning. And so what I want to ask is what's the point? You know, what do we need to know about life between the trees? And I'm going to pull just three main ideas from Genesis chapter two. There's probably plenty of other things that we could pull from scripture, but there's these three big ideas that I want to pull from Genesis chapter two to describe things that we need to remember about how God made us and the purpose for which he made us. And those three things are to trust God, um, to be dependent on God, but on each other. And lastly, uh, to be naked and unashamed, to be naked and unashamed. And what does that mean? That's going to be a really interesting thing that we'll talk about in just a second. But again, to trust God, to be dependent on God and others, and to be naked and unashamed of those three ideas. The first one, to trust God. We read, 
The Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat this, you will certainly die. We were given one command originally from God. Just don't eat from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, and you're good. You're fine. What we needed to do, right, was to trust that God knew best. We needed to trust that God knew best. And, and as we know how the story goes, Adam, Eve, they couldn't do it. But we continually are relearning to trust that God knows best, right? We, what we tend to do, what we tend to do is we tend to rely on our experience or our own intuition or what feels right to us. And what we constantly are relearning again and again and again is that God knows best. We continually come back to his word and we have to choose whether to believe in what he says or not. Take him at his word or not. We were made for this simple trust in God, right? And it was simple at the beginning. And now it's become complex because of how much sin has entered the world. How often do we experience this, this difficulty in trusting God when things get difficult? right? When, when relationships get rocky, work becomes difficult, or you just wake up on the wrong side of the bed. I've woken up before, and it's like everything sucks, and life is awful, and I definitely don't trust God. It's, it's continually going back to his word and saying, I believe him because of, of who he is, not necessarily because of my experience or my own intuition. It's relearning again and again to trust God simply, as, as it was created, as we were created. The second thing is to be dependent. We're dependent on God, but we're also dependent on people. The Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Notice that God made all of these animals, and yet he says they were not suitable to be a helper to him. God made us to be dependent on one another, and specifically what he did is he created somebody similar to Adam, but different. This is, this is like the, it's, when we think of marriage, there's a completion oftentimes that, that happens. And I'm not saying that everybody is going to be married, um, but that's the average. That's the typical. Most of you calling or listening to this either are married or will one day be married. And the point being is that there, we even use this language when we talk about marriage that we, we're, we marry our opposites, you know? And so we find this completion, this, this, um, this natural, the way God made us is that, that we're not um, meant to be alone, but we're also imperfect. And we actually find this completion in other people, in relationship. We're actually made for relationship. And I heard this really cool quote uh, about marriage when preparing for this that I'm going to read to you. I don't know who said it, but it's uh, just a lovely quote. And it goes like this, you know, when talking about God taking a rib to create woman instead of some other part of his body, he says, God took a rib, right? Not, not his foot to be trampled on or out of his head to lord it over him, but out of his side to be equal and under his arm to be protected by him, and near to his heart to be loved by him. And I think there's this really, it's this really beautiful quote about how God created the relationship between man and woman in the place of 
marriage. But we don't just see it there. We also see it in friendships. How many of you have friends who are complete opposites of you? Or how many of you have friends or family who see blind spots in your life? There's this aspect of relationship where we, we need uh, one another. We're made to be dependent on people. We're made for relationship. And the last point is uh, that we were made to be naked and unashamed before God. And, and again, when sin entered the world, this was lost. But, the, but we were actually made to be naked and unashamed. And the words for naked and unashamed are really interesting. The word naked, a way in which you can think about this word, uh, would also be like unresourced. Unresourced. And what I mean by that is you don't have what it takes. You don't have the resources. You don't have the ability. You don't have what it takes a weakness, a vulnerability, and yet there was no shame. It's like what is being said here is that man knew there was nothing in him that was capable or strong. He was completely vulnerable. Everything around him, even his own life, comes from God. He has nothing in and of himself, and yet he was unashamed. There was no shame. He was okay. We were made to be, we were made to be okay in our weakness before God. Like how, what a wonderful way to think about a complete dependence upon God, a satisfaction in God. Um, it's beautiful. And so the last thing that I want to do is uh, close by reading from Revelation 22, which is describing this tree of life that's to come. And it says, on either side of the river was the tree of life, bearing 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And that's in Revelation 22. And it's beautiful to realize that it started with the tree of life in Eden and ends in eternity with this tree of life. But one of the things that we talked about in our midrash, Justin, uh, brought this up big time was that that it was imperfect in Eden. If it was perfect, it wouldn't have fallen apart. It, it, it wouldn't have um, there wouldn't have been an option for for things to fall apart. But in eternity, in the time, the new heaven that's to come, it's perfection. There is no tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There is only the tree of life. It's actually perfected. Um, in eternity. And that's a huge difference. And that is a big thing that we get to look forward to. And so with that, um, there's some things for us to think about when we talk about uh, life between the trees. And there's a wonderful hope to think about this, this perfect um, tree of life that we get to experience in the age to come. And so hopefully, and I'll pray for this too, but hopefully the Lord has spoken to you some things that have been helpful for, for you in this time of life, wherever you're at. Some good reminders, some calling back to how things were meant to be um, this morning. So awesome. Yeah, that was really good. Cool. Just, just knowing, yeah, that was awesome in depth and just knowing God's there and that you got to yeah. be able to, you know, go to Him when you need Him, especially wherever you are in life, whether that's good or bad, yeah. uh, that He's there. So that's awesome. Um, why don't you pray us out? Yeah. 
Father, thank you for, again, for this morning, I ask that you would speak to the hearts and minds of those who would listen to this uh, later and those who are listening now. Please bless with, um, with the knowledge of who you are, your character, your nature, and um, draw people to yourself into a relationship with you today, to be present with you this t- today, but also over this weekend. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a good weekend, everybody.